You're listening to Answers from the Akashic Records, a world of empowerment service from Angel Rose and Ahanu. Well, you are very welcome. My name is Ahanu and on behalf of Angel Rose, I want to welcome you to this special Akashic Records session. And this session forms part of an ongoing question and answer session where we have gone into the Akashic Records to ask questions about all kinds of amazing things. And in this session, we will be asking about flying cars. Will will we see flying cars in our lifetime? Should we be concerned about North Korea? What is the best way to tap into our subconscious or our unconscious minds? And how do we keep the potent part of our consciousness aware in us all of the time, including the time spent in the dream state? So we have got very good questions lined up for you and indeed amazing answers from Angel Rose that are downstepped through the Akashic Records from Source. So let's get started. Will there be a shortage of food and water in the future? There will be in certain areas, but that looks like that's a result of climate changes. So areas that have a lot of flooding, for example, or fires, those things will ruin people's crops. So you may find some shortages in those areas. Also, polluted water is going to be a problem. Bacteria in water as flooding occurs, that is going to be a problem. Also, it'll be a problem, not so much in this country. It feels more like it's other countries, unfortunately. But we will have short areas that are affected by tornadoes and floods. So we're looking at transportation of goods being slowed down, but not being without food. But it is the reason why Source always brings us back to have a community garden, people. We've mentioned this before, but they started this thing in England where this these two women actually started it in a town in England. And I forgot the name of the town. It's never anything I can pronounce easily. I always have to look it up. But what they did was they started using public land to grow crops. And they just started, you know, places in the town that were nicely landscaped and gardened they got permission to plant food instead. So the whole city in front of the police station, you know, you've got like rows of corn growing and, you know, along the sidewalks by the streets, there's tomatoes and there's all kinds of things and it's all free food and nobody takes more than they need, which is what was the wonderful thing about it. In fact, the citizens of the city all started helping. They started contributing and, People with large families still never took more than they need. You come and pick the stuff, you don't take more, but that's thriving. So then Irvine, California heard about that and they got permission to get some of the public land from a park and they created the same sort of thing, a garden that feeds over 200,000 people every year that are homeless. Again, free food. So we're seeing... More of that happened, but Source is saying this is what this is what it means when it says if you want to help the environment, you want to help the air, you want to help the soil, you want to help the community. It's like we have to become self-sustaining within ourselves and not be relying on 
public ways to get things so much like we have been. We can't be relying on governments anymore, and we can't be relying on stores all the time. We have to take that into our own hands and um, become more self-sustaining. In fact, isn't it interesting, Angel Rose, that we found out that in the Russian language, the meaning of farm was to take because it all tended to have a kind of a commercial aspect to it. It's producing for for profit. And the word garden, by contrast, means to give. That's right. Pretty different idea. Our next question. The technology is available now for flying cars and so on. Will we see this in our lifetimes? Well, I think you'll see it in your lifetime, but when is the other question. In terms of a common occurrence, you know, where instead of going and buying a a regular car, you can buy a flying car. So the technology is there, but it's going to take many years for it to actually become available for public use. And part of the reason, because the normal car companies, once they get the technology, they'll be able to make money off of that. So that's not the problem. The problem is the aviation laws and how is that going to work especially with cities where that are heavily populated and like China, like Paris, like cities like that, that are crazy, you know, all of that's got to be worked out and laws have to be invented and some have to be changed. So how's it all going to work is really the holdup. It's not the technology. So it's possible. I keep getting 20 years. I keep getting, it still might take 20 years before somebody's zooming around in a car for those reasons. But I still think that the other thing going on here is what you might see instead is more advanced technology with air travel. We also have had the technology for our own, you know, UFOs for many, many, many years. It's We've had it since the 1940s. So you might see some changes in that whole flying saucer ET stuff change within the next 10, 15 years. I do think they're going to take some of that UFO technology and put it into planes. Okay, so you might see faster jets. You might see things getting places much faster than than you would see before we see flying cars. Okay. Our next question. Should we be concerned about North Korea? Oh, North Korea. Yes, we should be concerned about North Korea. You know, what North Korea is, it's kind of like, um, and you can't blame them in a way because it's a bad child who's been told no. So what does a bad child who's told no do? They keep rebelling and they keep doing what they're not supposed to do. So North Korea is going to push the envelope. But I have to tell you that it isn't just them. And maybe this is the bigger question we should be asking. Because it seems now that what's going on is a lot of energies being directed toward another war. And it's not just North Korea. It's Russia. It's, you know, U.S. It's Syria. It's all of these things look like they're all coagulating to form in this big explosion. All right. So let me look at that for a minute, because that's really more of the issue. It's interesting, too, what I'm seeing is um, 
We may see a world war, actually, and Source never likes to predict those things, but all of a sudden it looks to me like the whole reptilian thing, the whole forces of reptiles that have had control of our planet for a long time are behind a lot of this. And it's not just, it's the energy of the, all of the sexual stuff that's coming to the fore now, the abduction of children, the sex trafficking, we're finding out that the governments are doing it, the religions are doing it. But you see, the thing is, is is there's a black magic thing behind that. Okay. And in all of that is what has kept those power forces in control for so long is they've been using black magic rituals and blood sacrifices to keep that going. So now it's all being exposed. But what it looks like to me is now let's rush in and let's have a nuclear war. Do you know what I mean? Let's cause more blood. We have to cause more bloodshed somewhere if our collection of abducting people isn't working as well, we're being exposed. How are we going to get, how are we going to get bloodshed? Well, we have to have a war. So it's a possibility that we may see that, but I don't get that it will last long. So things may come to a head where we have a, a world war going on, but like I say, it doesn't look like it lasts a really long period. Okay. So I hope we can avert that, but all the forces seem to be, the picture is given me is all the forces seem to be heading towards this culmination point where it's going to explode. But the forces behind it, though, are really these dark beings that are egging things on. Three or four years ago, I would not have seen that. I was asked that question, and it was a no, okay, at that time. But it looks like it's... um you see, it's everything. It's not, I guess when we think of nuclear energy, for example, nuclear energy is a type of radiation that our bodies are not attuned to handle. In other words, it's not bad in and of itself. It's just that it's operating at a frequency that our our cells can't integrate. So I want you to think of all these things that are going on as increases in nuclear radiation as a symbol, right? It's hot, it's fire. And you, you look at how people are behaving as well. Look at the hatred that's coming up now. Look at the segregation. Look at the violence that everyday people are doing. These are all effects of watching a planet heat up, of watching you know the forces of evil, just their last-ditch effort to take as many souls as possible and keep themselves alive here. And we're looking at it all. So we just talked about what does it take to be physically immortal? And Source was saying, well, you have to undo the unconscious death urge, right? And that includes everything that triggers you, everything that makes you angry. It's all part of the unconscious death urge. But that's not what we're seeing happen. We're seeing all of this subconscious stuff come up, come up from hell. Let's use that as an example. And everybody's reacting to it. We're in the one hand, it could be a wonderful purification process if you understood it. So yeah, things may come to a head. It feels like the clock is ticking towards that. Okay. Our next question. What is the best way to tap into our subconscious or our unconscious? Okay. Well, number one is the willingness. 
Okay, to see what's there. Number two is I would ask my own I am presence to show me. You can ask Babaji if you like Babaji. You can ask Jesus. You can ask God's source itself. If your intention is to clear out your deathest thoughts, you make that intention, you make that prayer, they will respond to you. It happened to me when I asked Baba G to show me the cause of my diabetes a couple of weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. And I woke up with the worst feeling of self-loathing, low self-worth, inadequacy. In fact, I got a visual of going back to my childhood and always feeling that way. Just always feeling not acknowledged, invisible, not encouraged. I thought, oh my God, I've had this my whole life, (laughs) you know, in varying forms. But that's what it turned out to be for me. Not to say it would turn out to be that for you. But horrible depression. I mean, right now I've been going through this horrible depression for the past couple of weeks. But the thing is, is, instead of trying to get rid of it, I'm just watching it. I'm watching it and I'm not denying it. I'm letting myself feel all the feelings and somehow being able to accept it and acknowledge it is allowing me to, it's not like I'm doing anything about it, just that it's starting to dissolve as I can accept it. And that's what happens. See, when you're shown stuff, instead of fighting it, or denying it, you accept it and you let yourself feel it. And by doing that, it just starts to unravel. So it's only when we suppress things that they don't go away. They don't change when we suppress things or we deny them. But it will start to show you. But along with that, all of a sudden I noticed too that my prosperity is changing in a good way. Because I'm looking, and you wouldn't think that that would happen when I'm looking at all of a sudden thoughts came to me Well, says, well, look where you are adequate, you know, <laughs> you're great at readings, you've published these books, you know, all of a sudden these all thoughts were coming in too that in these areas you're not inadequate, but in other areas when it comes to how you, I feel about myself and what I feel I would still like to accomplish but I haven't and that I have difficulty doing, then I was really beating myself up for that. All kinds of thoughts like, do I have enough time left to even do that? Do I have the energy to, how do I get more energy? So that's your next prayer. When you see that, you say, okay, help me, help me integrate this. Help me work with this. But these beings who have achieved immortality, your own I am presence is immortal. Jesus became immortal. Babaji was Jesus's teacher, by the way. So it takes a willingness to do that kind of work. I think, you know, when I would feel like that, I'd go to bed at night and I'd just hold my heart and just say, Babaji, just just help me, just help me, just keep helping me. Knowing that he's not going to all of a sudden fix me, he's he's going to, he's a, he encourages my mastery. But you have to see that stuff to, to get to your mastery. So that's all. That's, it's easy. It's willingness, really. Let me just make a point there, Angel Rose, that... For anybody who is interested in numerology and who is aware of numbers, 
the notes that I take here, I've been numbering them as we go along. And you mentioned that Babaji was Jesus' teacher, mm-hmm. and that was number 33. Oh, interesting. Yeah, which is a master number. See, see the thing, in too, with the unconscious death urge is that once that stuff starts to come up for you, the normal person would find a way to anesthetize themselves. Let me go have a drink. Let me go eat something that's not good for me. Let me go smoke some weed. Let me go do anything so that I don't feel this that deeply. And that's the reversal of what this is. You don't do that. You you sit with it because the more you can feel and just accept, like I say, there's something about things becoming conscious without denial that starts to unravel the whole energy. Okay. Let's take a quick little studio break here and we'll be right back after this break. Don't go away. Years of research, thousands of profound statements, hundreds of sessions, miles of transcripts, months of listening, a vast archive of personal power and spiritual awareness awaits you. Join worldofempowerment.com today, a members-only website of practical spirituality for your fast-changing world. worldofempowerment.com Ahanu's book, The Reincarnation of Columbus, is his true story of the loss of his first child, his pain and struggle with grief, and the guilt that followed. It forms his entire philosophy of life and is a superb rendering of the unfolding of spiritual awareness. The reincarnation of Columbus is a true epic voyage from the pain and sorrow of a father's grief to a new world of empowerment, love, and forgiveness. Get your copy on Amazon.com or on Kindle for $2.99 by searching for A-H-O-N-U or visit http colon slash slash thereincarnationofcolumbus.com. That's all one word, thereincarnationofcolumbus.com. Okay, you're very, very welcome back. This is Ahanu and with me is Angel Rose answering questions from the Answers from the Akashic Record series. And our next question is, My conscious mind listens well, but when I had peyote and ayahuasca, I found no past or future, just the present moment. I can see this clarity, but it is not long enough. How do we make the potent part of our consciousness awake all the time? How do you put all of this together? All right. It's going to bring me back a little bit to my own story years ago when I meditated every day. So what would happen is I would lay on my bed when my kids were taking a nap and I would just say to my higher self, teach me. Okay. In other words, my goal wasn't to go blank or still my thoughts. It wasn't anything like that. I wanted knowledge. Okay. So the first week, nothing much happened, but I made it a point to every day go in at the same time and ask the same question. After a couple of weeks, I started seeing beams of color. Okay. And I would just make a note, uh, color green, color yellow. And after that, I started seeing symbols would appear. Could be a chalice, could be a sword, could be anything, right? 
I had this sense that I was being given a message through the symbols. So I went and I got a book called The Dictionary of Symbols, and I started looking them up to see what the message was. Well, after some time of doing that, and it's kind of like when you analyze a dream, right? That everything in a dream symbolically is you. It's an aspect of yourself. I would interpret my meditations like that too, okay? And then after that, it evolved from there to telepathic messages. And then I would be taken on these visual journeys by my higher self. A lot of them were to other worlds, some were to other planets, some were, there were things where they would take me. I remember one time I was flying in the air with my higher self and I looked down and there was a big black area and it said, don't look there. You're not ready for that. But years later, it took me deep into there. I dove into it and I got to experience what, what a hell consciousness was like, but only after I was ready and able to take it. Okay. One day they took me up this crystal staircase and I walked up it. They had no railings or anything. It was just crystal stairs that were going up and up and up and up. And I got to the top and all of a sudden I was left completely alone. Like on the way up the stairs, I was aware of my higher self next to me, but then nobody was there. And my face turned bronze, my hair turned to liquid gold, and all that was beyond me was white light. And I knew I was being tested. It was like, do you have the faith to jump into the light? Not knowing what's going to happen to you. So I did it. And when I did it, I became the light, okay? And even though I was invisible, I look, I was aware that I had hands and feet, and I looked down and I said, I am this light, only it was much bigger. It's like my form was much bigger than I could imagine. And at the same time that was happening, my physical body on the bed started dissolving into these molecules of light. So I dematerialized. And while I was in the light, I remember saying, oh my God, my children, how am I going to get back? And as soon as I thought it, though, my body started to reassemble itself. But I never let myself meditate again because I, I, I freaked out. I got afraid. Okay, so in this whole process, I would also have these, these dreams and they were all tests, right? Why I'm telling you the story is one night, and this is how one reality blends in with the next reality. Okay, one night I was asleep, different husband, okay? <laughs> but I was having this dream that I was in this forest, and above the forest, this black cloud kept following me. And every time I would take a step, it would follow me, and it was sinister. And I was scared beyond belief in my dream, and I thought, how do I get out of the forest? I could actually see the edge of the forest but it didn't matter because anytime I went toward it, this black thing was after me. So all of a sudden in real life, real life, this life, our dog started to bark. Woke me up, woke up the house and my husband gets up to see what the disturbance was and the power was off. Okay. So this is how one reality is happening in this reality. So while he's checking out and finding out why the power is off, the thought comes to me, I said, I have to go back into this dream. I can't leave it like that. 
So he comes back. I go back to sleep. I'm in the dream exactly where I was. Only this time I call the police and the police come and they look up and they go, ma'am, we can't help you. That's out of our jurisdiction. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, because it's pure evil, right? But then this thought comes into my mind that says there's only one God. And as soon as I heard that, bing, everything disappeared and I woke up. Now, another time I was tested that way where I was in a dream. I was going up a flight of stairs, which symbolically means you're going to your shifting levels, right? There's certain things that tell you that you're shifting levels. One is jet planes, airplanes. One, the other is staircases. So I'm going up the staircase in my dream and all of a sudden across the step, these three pukey green, really tall evil beings are standing there blocking my way. And again, I think the whole point is the amount of terror that you feel when you're confronted with energy like that. So once again, I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? You know, complete paralyzed fear. And the same thing, there's only one God comes into my mind, you know? As soon as I hear that, boof, they just disappear too, okay? But my point is, is that I was tested all along the way, you see. But what started to happen was my dream state just merged into my everyday life. They were one whole thing. They weren't separate. Sometimes when you do peyote and ayahuasca and hallucinogens, yes, it does open up a different part of your brain. And it shows you realities that if our brains were fully functional, those would be natural states, but they aren't because those doors aren't open normally. But the problem is, is that in order to be a being who's awake, you have to become those states. You can't just experience them through a drug. You can't have an, a visionary experience and then the drug wears off. And you're back to where you were. Do you know what I mean? You have to chemically, physically be that state. And the only way you can do it is you do have to go through the hell stuff. When we hear about Jesus, he was tempted by the devil. He was, he was fucked with, let's just say, by dark energies. And he had to hold his own power with any of that. So becoming awake means you get to a place where there's no divisions in the realities in other words, you're whole, you're awake to all the dimensions at the same time, but it's because you've become that being who is has encompassed more of the all that is. You become more and more of the all that is. And, and that is all about choices and decisions and how do you overcome challenges and how do you find solutions and how do you say, you know, when you're confronted with a test, because you do get tested. Even when you think you've cleared a pattern, something will happen where you'll be confronted with it again just to make sure you're over it. And that's the way you work up the levels. There was a, a time, too, where I was taught by Archangel Raphael. I won't give you the story of how it came to me, but it came to me not because I invoked it or anything, but I had material in my home that was not healthy, and I didn't, I couldn't tell. But I would have these suicidal thoughts for no reason. I'd be doing the dishes and all of a sudden this voice would be telling me to kill myself. And I never made the connection 
between some material that I had that I thought was okay, but it wasn't. But it took a teacher of mine who taught me when I was 20 years old, and I had not talked to her in two years. And she called me up and she said, I was teaching class tonight and Archangel Raphael appeared in the doorway and all the students saw this angel. And it said to tell you that you have material in your possession that is not what you think it is and you're to burn it immediately. Well, I knew the material, but she didn't know. Soon as I did that, I felt these claws come out of my back. I mean, it was just amazing. So anyway, Archangel Raphael started teaching me. And someday I'll publish those books. They're all stored in North Carolina. But one of the things that gradually happened was that angel and myself merged where I was carrying that energy. I mean, you know, I felt like I was walking three feet off the ground all the time. People would come into my house and they would just be healed if they had something going on. It was just a an integration. So that would be your own archangel self that starts to integrate inside of you. Okay. And you become it. There's no separation anymore. So how do you make those states conscious? You have to understand too, when you take a hallucinogen and you activate chemicals in the brain, your body's got to integrate all that. And if the lower self has not elevated itself to those frequencies, it can crash your template. Same thing with Kundalini. If you activate Kundalini before you're ready, it can destroy you. So this purification process we've been talking about tonight, such as, you know, looking at the the stuff that's stored in the subconscious, it has to be cleared out. It's part of the work. It's part of the work. You just can't deny the work. But as you do that, you naturally become the higher frequencies. And the more awake you get and the more aware you are, there's no division anymore. And the thing about those miracle things you can do in the dream state, because it is true that when you when you go to certain frequencies and you have a thought in those frequencies, it just automatically manifests here. There's, there's no division. But it's the reason why people like Jesus could just say to the mountain, move, and it would move, because he was at such a level of awareness and understanding that this physical universe is really energy. He didn't have the perceptions anymore that this is a heavy, dense thing. He undid those beliefs. And yet, you are right, too, where it's just as easy as consciousness. It's just as easy as consciousness. But that's the thing. It is just as easy as consciousness. But you have to get to the consciousness that knows that 100% down all the lines. Or you can't say, well, I know the dream time is the real reality, but this is not the real reality. But the truth is, oh, yes, it is. Because you manifested this. You did the body. You manifested it with your consciousness. But if you understand that, once you start to understand that, you understand you can undo it just as easily. But you really have to get rid of the divisive beliefs that are in the way. Oh, well, this is separate. Oh, that reality is separate. No, it's not. It's just a higher level of conscious awareness. It's like, you know, we're always told to know who you are, know who you are, know thyself, know thyself. Well, what does that actually mean? What does it really mean to be God-realized? It's not just an idea. It has to be an actuality. And that you can ask for help to, too. You know, it's the same question D asked. Well, how do I do that? You ask to be taught. You have to go to a master that's higher than you to say, 
what is it I have to see? What is it I have to realize? What, you know, what do you want me to do? And allow those emotions and feelings. Usually they'll talk to you through emotions and feelings or something will happen in your life. A book will be presented to you or something. But when you're really ready for that, all it takes is a sincere willingness. And you can't go at it from the vantage point that earth is a prison and earth is this heavy, dense place that you just want to get out of. You can't go at it from that. You have to go at it from the fact that it's all God realization, that God realization is here in the kitchen cupboard, in the door, in the little beetle outside, in the, it's everywhere. It's here now. Okay, that's a very interesting point that you make there, Angel Rose. There is a person in our community that has said more than once that we don't need any teachers or any gurus, that we have all the information inside us. And from what you've just said there, I think it's very valuable that while that might be true on certain levels, it's also true that when we're in kindergarten, we need somebody who knows more to be able to teach us. Or when we're in high school, we need some professor who knows more. And that analogy, I think, is very valid in our world that we do need somebody of a higher frequency to show us what that frequency is like so that we can become it and realize it. Yeah. Okay, that brings us to the end of this portion of our answers from the Akashic Record session. And as is our tradition, we'd like to read to you a summary of what we've covered here today. We will see flying cars in our lifetime but it will take some time to govern the aviation and safety aspects of the new technology. We've had technology for ET travel since the 1940s, and we will see more of this incorporated into commercial airlines in the near future. North Korea is like a rebellious child that will continue to push the boundaries. Much energy is being directed towards causing another world war. The reptilian energy is behind the move towards a world war three. Black magic has been used in the control of populations since forever. Wars and bloodshed feed the reptilian agenda. Nuclear radiation is not bad in and of itself. It just operates at a frequency that we can't integrate into our bodies. Willingness is the great entrance into exploring the unconscious mind. Babaji, Jesus and other masters are always available to help when asked. Feeling, accepting, acknowledging and forgiving our issues all help unravel them. Babaji was Jesus' teacher. Our next prayer is to integrate forgiveness. Everything in a dream is an aspect of you. This is also true of the symbolism seen in meditation. Saying there is only one God can help dispel evil and paralyzing fear. 
become more and more of the all that is, is part of making choices for love and forgiveness in every moment. If the lower body has not integrated higher consciousness seen from using hallucinogens, you can inadvertently crash your body template. We manifest and undo all levels of reality. Being God-realized has to be an actuality. You can't approach God-realization from believing we are in a prison planet. And that brings us to the end of our session today. We appreciate you being with us and for listening to us. You will be able to hear all of these sessions on either of our websites, worldofempowerment.com or on the website for the podcast called honesttogodseries.com, honesttogodseries.com. So until next time, I say goodbye from myself, Ahanu, and from Angel Rose. You've been listening to Answers from the Akashic Records, a world of empowerment service from Angel Rose and Ahanu. To get the profound statements from the Akashic Records in your mailbox each week, log on to worldofempowerment.com.